I missed him. I don't. Huh. Hello, everyone. Hello, Chicago. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. If you have not heard of us, we are Father Son Galaxy. I am Kerwin. This is my son Keith. We are from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We started our podcast two years ago, so two and a half years ago, because we're big Star Wars fans. Um, I was a fan since I was 12. When Keith turned four years old, I bought him the little golden books of the first six movies, and he loved it. And then I got to watch the movies. And he got to watch the movies, and, and then it went. enough, that same year, Force Awakens came out, and then I saw it in 2016. That was a good movie. Yeah. And then we moved on to Disney Plus 2019 when the first season of The Mandalorian came out. So And so began The Mandoverse. The Mandoverse, yes. We're going to talk about The Mandoverse. But we love talking Star Wars. We hope you love talking Star Wars too or listening about Star Wars. Um, if you may not, you're a casual fan and may not be aware of what's going on in Star Wars and you want more, in, more information, this is the place for you to be. So just sit right back and... Uh, we're going to have a good time, all right? So it's going to be about a 30, 40-minute discussion, and then, and we'll, then we'll leave about 10 for minutes Q&A. for Q&A. Hopefully. All right? All right. So thank you so much. Okay, and we have a slideshow presentation, so sit back and enjoy. All right. So as a Star Wars fans, right now we're living in Dave Filoni's world, okay? Uh, if you know who Dave Filoni is, he is uh, executive producer, creator, writer of many of the animated series that you're seeing now on Disney Plus or you've seen them on previous channels. And if you don't know who Dave Filoni is, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so he is behind The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, uh, Tales of the Jedi, The Book of Boba Fett, the new Ahsoka series that's coming out. So, And the most exciting thing that we heard this past April for Star Wars Celebration in London, that he, for the first time, will be directing a live-action Star Wars film, right? And, and we're very right in the Mandoverse. Yes, and we're right very excited. Mm -hmm. And then we're very excited about that because what's going to happen is he is taking all of his creations, you know, from the characters we see in the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian, the Bad Batch, and bringing them all together and creating this Mandoverse, right? You know, think of it as the, the, the multiverse for Marvel. The Arrowverse of Star Wars. Yes, exactly. So we're really looking forward to it. So we're going to talk about what we can expect to see, the certain characters that could be a part of this Mandoverse. The big players uh, that we've seen so far. Exactly. So Dave Filoni started off as a Padawan, if you, you could say, with George Lucas. George Lucas hired Filoni to uh, take over this Star Wars animated series or develop animated series. One of the things, I just found out about this, that George Lucas actually suggested that Anakin Skywalker get a Padawan, which is interesting because who would have thought that Anakin was ready for a Padawan? You know, he's still going through his ups and downs with Obi-Wan, but he got a Padawan. And this character is probably one of the most well-known and well-loved characters in Star Wars, and that would be... Ahsoka. 
Ahsoka Tano. All right. So Ahsoka Tano, as you know, is she's done so much <laughs> more than we'll ever do in our lifetime. She is a, a warrior. She started off as a Jedi when she was very young. The only family she knew were the Jedi Order. Uh, but if you know the story about what happened to Ahsoka, she fell into some troubles and was accused of a crime that yeah. she didn't commit. And sadly, that ended her relationship with the Jedi. Yeah, because she didn't get support from her family, the Jedi nobody, Order. Nobody tried to help her except Anakin, because Anakin knew Ahsoka wouldn't do something like this. But, you know, the Jedi didn't listen, and then it was too late. Yes, right, exactly. All right, so then the sort of pivotal moment for Ahsoka would be when she walked away from the Jedi Order, which that took place in the Clone Wars, okay. All right, so we know ah Ahsoka is one of the characters that we're going to see in this Mandoverse. So there are going to be other characters. She's in every show in the Mandoverse so far. Yes, exactly. That's a good point, right. Yeah, she's interconnecting. I mean, she's in Clone Wars, Rebels, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's move on to talk about Rebels. another of Filoni's creations, Star Wars Rebels. All right. All right, we're going to go through not all of the characters, but some of that we feel that are going to have a significant uh, impact on the Mandoverse, and that start with Sabine Wren, all right, who is a Mandalorian. She started off uh, actually working as a, a cadet in the Imperial Academy, and her responsibility was creating weapons for the Empire. But it turns out that the weapons she was creating were used was to actually, destroy Mandalore. Actually being used to destroy her own planet. Right? Yep. Right. And uh, so we know that we're going to see Sabine in the upcoming Ahsoka series, and she's going to play this a vital shot role. Is from the trailer. Yes, she's going to play a vital role. Um, they're going to be looking for one of their family members, per se, one of their partners, okay? So she's going to play a, a very important role. Next character we have is. Harrison Dula, all right, from the planet Ryloth. She has been fighting against the Empire. She and her family have been fighting against the Empire for a very long time. And it was no surprise that she was going to choose to be a part of the rebellion. And she has been. She is a great pilot. She is a leader of the Ghost Crew. She joined the Phoenix Cell, and her pivotal moment would be trying to take down Grand Admiral Thrawn by destroying an Imperial Armory complex. Once again, uh, we will see Hera in live action. And it looks like she might also be playing a role in finding one of their lost family members, right. Ezra Bridger. This is the person that's missing right now, so Ezra Bridger. Um, Ezra, when we met him in the first episode of Rebels, he was 15 years old, and by that time he was orphaned. His parents were actually, I would say, the pioneers of the rebellion, uh, Ephraim and Myra Bridger. They uh, were unfortunately captured so, by the yeah. Imperials, right? They, they sent were, out a... Yeah, they sent out broadcasts to all of Lethal just to let them know, you know, the Empire is not what you, it's not what you think it is. And Ephraim and Myra ended up in jail because of what they did. So they helped stage a jailbreak to get all the other rebels out of jail, but they lost their lives in the process. Exactly, yeah. Um, so he's been on his own since then until he met the Ghost Crew, 
and he was taken in by a new family. That would be the, uh, the characters that we're going through right now. So what happened at the last episode is Ezra, while he was trying to liberate his planet of Lothal, he and Thrawn uh, got entangled and was actually taken into hyperspace by space whales, right? And um, no one knows where they are. Mm -hmm. They're gone off to an unknown destination. And so, they've been in that unknown destination for the past five years. Yes, he's been gone for a of very long time. Our time. So, so we'll finally get to find out what happens. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Next up, now, we have Kanan we, Jarrus. We must have, we, we have to honor Kanan Jarrus. He's no longer with us. He's one with the Force. But that he, was painful. He played a, a very vital role. Once again, he was a Padawan who unfortunately witnessed the fall of his master during Order 66. And he was spared by the Bad Batch, which we were lucky enough to see in live action. Yeah, right. And he actually, he was born Caleb Doom. And then as he grew older, he took on the name Kanan Jarrus. And he, at some point later in his life, he did meet up with Hera, and the two of them created this ghost crew, and he's been with the ghost crew ever since, working with the Rebellion, working with Fulcrum to find ways to defeat this mighty empire, mm -hmm. right? And there was a very pivotal scene where he actually lost his sight, but losing his sight meant he actually became stronger in the Force. So, yep. Yeah. Thank Wonderful. you, Darth Maul. All right, <laughs> next up. All right. We have Zeb. Zeb. Okay. Now, I'll tell you something. So this, what you see on the screen is a live action of Zeb. Zeb started off in animated. Looks and great in animated. I was not sure how he was going to look in live action. He looks excellent, honestly. Yeah. Like, I was, just recently, he was in season three of The Mandalorian, and he made an appearance. That flew, like, right over my head. I didn't even realize it was Zeb until I read the credits. And I'm like... Yeah. So... And I wasn't even looking for Zeb to, to be in live action because I didn't think it was necessary to have that character. I mean, I can understand Hera and Sabine and all the others, but I said, Zeb, okay, we, you know, he's not necessary, but... But when I saw him in live action, I said, oh, my goodness, give me some more Zeb. I, I can't wait. So I'm sure we'll see him in the Ahsoka series Disney, as well. you yeah. did well. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have... What do we have? The Mandalorian. Wow, let's talk about The Mandalorian. All right. This show has just taken people by storm. Oh, yes. Um, so let's talk about Din Djarin first. You know, Din Djarin is well-known bounty hunter. He's also uh, a Mandalorian, uh, adopted by the, the children of the Watch. Um, his mission was to go after the child, right? He was, you know, given an order to find the child. Yep. When and as, as it would turn out, um, he was told that this client was 50. 50 in um, Yoda years is very young. So it's a literal kid. And Mendo's like, I can't do this. So he ends up adopting Grogu. And we later learned that his name was Grogu, like, the next season. We just called him Baby Yoda till then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
So when he finds this child and he looks into the eyes of this little baby, something changed in him, right? He wanted to know, well, what was going to happen with this child? And he asked the question and he was shut down. He said, well, pretty much none of your business what we're going to do with this child. But thank you for finding him. Move on. Well, Din didn't take no for an answer and he went back and he took the child and has been keeping it safe ever since. Yep. This is just Pedro Pascal's role now. I mean, he always plays this scruffy dad who ends up taking in this child who has no parents and slowly warms up to the kid while protecting the kid from evil. <clears throat> the Last of Us. <clears throat> the Mandalorian. Yeah, he plays a good father figure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. So let's move on and talk about Din Grogu. <laughs> oh, this adorable little thing here. All right. So we have no idea where he's from. And we don't know the species. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> but he looks familiar to us, right? Because he looks like Yoda. And it's interesting because back in 1979 when they were filming The Empire Strikes Back, the filmmakers didn't know if this puppet Yoda was going to work. So it was a big risk to try to bring life through this puppet. And if it didn't work, the movie would have failed. The Empire Strikes Back, it would have failed. And obviously it, it did not. Um, and Yoda is the rage, and now they're doing it again. You know, the species, yep. we expect is similar to Yoda, but... They took Yoda, made yep. him 850 years older, and, like, roll, roll camera. Yeah, there you go. So he took over. All right, so his story is that he... Don't know where he's from, but the last time we saw him was on Coruscant during Order 66, and his life is in danger, but we find out through flashbacks that he was saved by a Jedi named Kelleran Beck. Played by Ahmed Best. Right. It was so exciting to see Ahmed back again. Yep. And his pivotal moment was he had been sent to train with Luke Skywalker. And in the book of Boba Fett, we see that that didn't exactly go well. So Luke put him up to a choice. And he made it so that, you know, he's like, I will give you the lightsaber of my former master. It's very elegant. You can take up the path of a Jedi. Or you could have this little piece of chainmail armor that your dad sent you. And Grogu's like, I'll take the chainmail armor. So he went back, and he went back to Mando. And he chose his dad. I would, too. Yeah. Well, would you? Yes. You wouldn't want to be a, a, a Jedi like Luke Skywalker? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I already have a lightsaber, and it's red. Yeah. Well, it's a hard decision to make, I would expect, right? But, wow. But he made a choice, and he chose to be with Din Djarin. Okay, all right. He made the right choice. Right, okay. So let's see here. All right, okay. next up. All right, let's talk about the Bad Batch. Right. Now, although the Bad Batch was created by Filoni... We don't know for sure if it's going to connect in any way with the Mandoverse. However, Omega, there's a possibility that we could see an older Omega 
perhaps working for the Senate next to Mon Mothma. So mm. I wouldn't be surprised. It's possible. I mean, the and fact that they set it up that Omega's like interested in politics back in like episodes eight and nine with Senator Chuchi and stuff, I feel like that just kind of be a fitting role. Like maybe we'll see Omega pop up in one of the council meetings in live action. I don't know. It'd be nice. Yeah. Just and, a little cameo. Yeah. And usually when there's a creation of a young character, you usually see them grow up to be an adult. Like Anakin so, or Ahsoka. Yeah. They start off very young, but yep. they live a full life. So I expect it's going to happen to Omega as well, that we will see her as an adult in live action. All right, so... If you know the story about Omega, she's from the planet Kamino. She's a clone, just like Boba Fett. Uh, so the reason why she's named Omega is because she was the last clone. And her DNA is purely unaltered from Jango Fett, meaning she is equi the equivalent to Boba Fett, who was Alpha. So Exactly. All right. So we don't know. We may see Omega. What do we have? All right. Next up. The Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. All right. With the so main this... character, Boba Fett. Yes. All right. So Boba Fett goes way back, back to The Empire Strikes Back. Um, he is a ruthless character. And what was nice about him that you, didn't, you knew very little about him. He was very mysterious, but deadly. Um, and then we thought it was the end of him when he fell into the Sarlacc pit. Yep. He returned was... to Jedi. It was surprising, but like Boba Fett at the time hadn't really been developed. He barely even had any speaking lines. I don't know if he ever had any speaking lines. And he got like 10 minutes of screen time. So, but Boba Fett was likable because he was a mystery, you know? We didn't know much about him. And then we got to know more about him in the form of the show. Yeah. And so... The story goes that he was able to get himself out of the Sarlacc pit and he lived with the Tuscans, adapted to their culture, and that turned him into a warrior. And he decided and also that a more sympathetic person. More sympathetic. And we gather all of that from flashbacks. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yes. Yeah, okay. And then he decided that he was owed something by Jabba the Hutt. And when he realized that Jabba the Hutt was no longer around, well, okay, well, who took over for Jabba? So Boba Fett did. He took out Bib Fortuna, who was supposed to be ruling in Jabba's place, and he said, I rule now. Oh, by the way, his armor got cleaner, so. Yeah. So he took over for, Bo uh, for Bib Fortuna and became the Daimo of Mos Espa. And he was creating a criminal organization. And if you've seen the, the series Boba Fett, you realize that the Mandalorian had a cameo appearance. And we also saw Ahsoka in a cameo appearance. So then you know, okay, well, there's a connection. We could possibly see Boba in the future again. The funny thing is, we saw Cobb Vanth wearing Boba Fett's armor at the yeah. beginning of season two of The Mandalorian. And I was just like... Does this mean Boba's like gone, gone? But then how'd they get the armor? So we later found out that Boba had, you know, traded it away and he went to get it back from Mando. 
And that's when we saw him again. Right. He lost the armor and he got it back. Excellent. And there's another character, very important character, who's part of the Boba Fett series is... Fennec Shan. All right. And this is interesting. I had no idea. I was just talking to you yeah, about she it. Was, she was I did the research. Tatooine. She was on Tatooine. That's yeah. her whole planet. I had no clue. Yeah, me This either. is from the Star Wars website. Yeah, once again, the bounty hunters, you really don't know a lot about them. They're very mysterious of their background, but there you are. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ming-Na Wen plays this character. Both in, in live action and in animation. Exactly. And the funny part is, she chased down Omega because she was sent by Nala Say to, you know, bring back Omega. You know, it, it reminds me of Guardians 3 in the sense that there's this creator who wants their property back. Whether it be, you know, Rocket Raccoon or it be Omega. Except, you know, one wasn't entirely evil and one absolutely got what he deserved. High evolutionary. So you see Fennec Shan in Boba Fett. You've seen her in The Mandalorian. You've seen her in The Bad Batch. So, once again, another character that we can look forward to seeing in the future part of the Mandalverse. Yep. And next we have... We have Ahsoka. We, we come to Ahsoka. So Ahsoka, we're less than two weeks away. Well, about a week away. Um, yeah. Less than two 11 weeks away days. From a new series. I can't believe it. We're here already. So we're looking forward to it. And we know that the big baddie is going to be this gentleman here, Grand Admiral Thrawn. All right. Plays yeah. by Lars Mikkelsen, which is wonderful because good he's casting also the choice in Star Wars Rebels. So I, I can't wait to hear him speak. But he looks good in blue. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly glad that they managed. See, they also got the complexion right. Unlike Cad Bane, he just turned pale. But you know, Thrawn in live action and Thrawn in animation look relatively the same so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yes. And he moved up the ranks in the Empire very quickly. So, And he's very, he's very calm, but he's a brilliant strategist. And you may not always know what he's thinking, but he's always five steps in front of everybody else. So mm-hmm. that like, makes him a great deal. With, with Thrawn, you may not know what he's thinking, but he's always thinking. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to have his own army of Imperials. You know? Yep. So it's Looks like he's even got followers. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's going to be happening next. And one thing is, he does not have the Force, right? No. But it seems he were able to find Jedi, or lost Jedi, who will be there to help him out. Because all Jedi are powerful. Right. And they're also, like, willing to be turned to his side. Unlike Jedi, who would absolutely never join him. Yes. Right. So, just like when Darth Vader was around, he had the Inquisitors, right, hunting for Jedi. Now that we're past the Empire era. And we're past the age of the Inquisitors. Right. And we're in the New Republic era. There are still Jedi out there, lost Jedi out there, who are hunting down heroes. Mm-hmm. All right? Heroes like Ahsoka Tano, 
uh, heroes like Sabine. Now, Sabine doesn't have the force, but it looks like she is she was trained, trained to use a by lightsaber. Ahsoka to wield a lightsaber. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. there's, let's talk about some shots from the trailer. First of all, there's this one shot where Sabine is fighting one of the main villains, and she has a green lightsaber. So what I'm thinking is maybe it's Ezra's. Like, maybe the bad guy and Ezra were fighting, and then Ezra got disarmed. Kind of like Rey and Finn in The Force Awakens, and then the bad guy's like, you're not worthy. And then, you know, that classic lightsaber block that always happens. Like, every time the bad guy brings the lightsaber down, and the character leaps forward and is like, with their lightsaber. Yeah. That's good, yeah. So we got eight episodes coming up of that. So. And a two-episode premiere. Two-episode premiere, August the 23rd. All right, exactly. So now where do we go from here? So after Ahsoka, well, back last year when we, we were at Celebration in Anaheim, they mentioned that there was another series that was filming around the same time as Ahsoka, and it's called The Skeleton Crew. And I, we actually did an episode on this. Um, I also pointed out that the logo for the Skeleton Crew has the same color scheme as the Quad Jumper that we saw in The Force Awakens. You know, that rusted orange and that metal gray. So, I don't know, maybe these kids steal a ship and go joyriding in space. Yeah. So how the, the writer and the director describe the series is that, yes, these kids are about 10, 11, 12 years old get caught up, they steal a ship, and then they go on this adventure. And that's all we know. And if you are, were around in the 80s, or if you watch 80s films like E.T. and Back to the Future, The Goonies, it's gonna have that feel of yep. an Amblin film. Like the 80s, yeah. the 80s Amblin, Steven Spielberg type films. Yeah. Hopefully not Poltergeist. <laughs> not that scary. Uh, but even if you're a fan of Stranger Things, Stranger Things, you, you love Stranger Things. And that is a series that's based on an Amblin film, right? It takes place in the 80s. Yep. Yeah. So, so this is where we're going. And it's possible that we may see a connection with Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka. So we know that Jude Law is going to be starring in it as a Jedi. And then there are four kids, don't have their names in front of me, um, new characters that are going to uh, play a part in the series. But could we perhaps see Jude Law in one of uh, the Ahsoka episodes? I don't know. We don't even know who he's playing right now. Like, if they're going to get a cameo, we need to at least have his name by now. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what's happening with Skeleton Crew, but we really haven't gotten any news. We barely know anything about casting. We haven't seen any trailers, any shots, any news from directors or executives or cast members. It's dead air. Yeah. So I think this is the perfect opportunity to either see a cameo, we may see a trailer. Yeah, we kind of need a cameo to keep it alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, keep people informed, let people know that this is coming. I mean, but, it's been a year and a half by now. Yeah. We, we really haven't gotten any news. Or maybe we could see a post-credit scene. That's also possible. Yeah. Star Wars isn't really big on post-credit scenes. At yeah. least with Marvel, you can put a trailer as your post-credit scene and it won't seem out of place. But with Star Wars, like, I don't know. Well, that's true. I speaking, mean, speaking of children who, who do something 
um, remember in The Last Jedi, that one stable boy? <laughs> that one stable boy yeah. who just put down his broom and looked out into space and nothing ever happened with that? With that character, you mean, right? Yep. Yeah. No, nothing followed that. Just you just had to... Like, I think it was supposed to be inspirational, but it just fell dead. Okay. All right. So, just had to talk about The Last Jedi, huh? Okay. All right. I had to. For no particular reason. Next up, The Rise right. of Skywalker. Oh, no, we're not going to talk about The Rise of Skywalker. No. I won't do that. That's not why we're here. All right. Um, so, The Skeleton Crew. That will be next. So, we were expecting that it may drop at the end of the year, December maybe. 2023 or maybe early 2024 we don't I'm know i'm expecting 2024 to 2025 because yeah. because of the absolute lack of information we've gotten about the show i mean i don't i don't even know if they've casted i'm pretty sure they have casted yet it just depends on if they're taping so like mid 2024 to early 2025 is my schedule right now yeah. all right so and that is our presentation all right, so this is, what we're, this is what we're looking forward to for Star Wars. Um, so, again, if you are a fan of Star Wars, there's a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about. We've got three films coming up, one of them with Dave Filoni. Uh, can't wait to see what happens next. All right? So, I am excited. Yeah. So we wanted to leave some time for questions. If anyone had any questions or comments... Anything regarding Star Wars or anything regarding our Marvel, podcast? Legos, you know, just whatever. All right. Well, in the meantime, if you wanted to find us, we are all over. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Father Son Galaxy. We have a website, FatherSonGalaxy.com, email address. We're also on YouTube. We are very close to gaining 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is pretty yep. cool. We are right. like right there. We're yeah. we 28 yeah. subs away. Yeah. So everyone subscribe. Everyone, right here, right now, subscribe. Right, right, right now, Gra grab your phones. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. So yeah, again, we love Star Wars. Um, I hope you can tell you know, how excited we are to talk about it and we really appreciate that you're spending the time to, to sit and go through this conversation with us. Um, yeah. if, if there are no more questions or no questions, all right, um, that is it. So thank you so much for joining us. That's all. All right. they're off.